Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. I'm Sam. Episode oh. two, season five. Yes. All of With that. a pair of people who have been watching Glee for what feels like decades. Yeah. An eternity, really. We've been here forever, approximately. And, We've been um, trapped here. Yeah. I mean... By a malevolent spirit. I, not to give anything away on this, but like... I know we said we were going to get harsher at the end of season four, but like... I know, but like, I don't want to be harsh right now. These are pretty good. (laughs) These Beatles episodes have been not bad, so... I think some of the, like, some of the work of it being good is just be, is done by, um, having sort of recognizable songs that are very easily applicable to any sort of story. Yes. Uh, (laughs) do you know what I mean? I think that's why the Beatles have, uh you know, gained some popularity. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're kind of a good band or something. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're bland enough that they're very easily consumed. And I think Glee really capitalized on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so to clarify, we're, like Maggie said, we're talking about season five, episode two, Tina in the Sky with Diamonds. Which is the part two of the Beatles tribute Yes. Um, in part one, let's see, they sang a lot of songs, um, disregarded the fact that, you know, there had been some like, oh, I'm quitting Glee Club kind of vibes oh, the last yes. season. Um, what else? Uh, Kurt and Blaine got engaged, I guess. The, oh, well, they got back together and then they got engaged. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, got to do it in the right order, of course. Um yeah, man, that episode was pretty wild, huh? And Ra- and like Rachel's working at a diner now. I'm, yes, I'm, I approve of the outfits, of course. Um, yeah, and and she yeah. might not be Fanny Bryce. Okay, <laughs> like anyone ever believed that? Come on. Uh, yes, we did get an email that I want to bring up at the beginning here from okay. uh, Audrey Radajack, a listener, um, titled the email Blaine Theory. Uh, So in the show, we never met Blaine's dad. So I was thinking that if Blaine's dad is the demon king that wants his son to take over the kingdom, but he can't until he's married. So he has to marry a human because it's tradition. So the demon king created Dalton so Blaine could find a husband. So he and Kurt dated, then broke up, no big deal. Then the king becomes sick and Blaine has to find someone to marry fast. <laughs> he, he goes back to Kurt, and that is the way the engagement story, and that is why the engagement storyline comes out of nowhere. I have more points in this theory, but those happen in later episodes, and I don't want you guys to be spoiled. So oh, I'll have so updates sweet. as the moments happen. Okay. Thank okay. you, Audrey. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, this is definitely like a case of like, you know, um, royal need. I guess. <laughs> yes. Th- these exist, you know. I, is this the plot line of The Christmas Prince? <laughs> I, I think so. Um, I have watched that movie more times than is acceptable, <laughs> and I should know, but I 
honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, but yeah, I th- I think that's really feasible. Uh, it would make sense that Blaine needs um some sort of I don't know, yeah, human <laughs> to lure into the d- demon royalty. Yeah. yeah, hell needs men. Hell needs hell. marriages. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, so this to to kind of hell needs gay love. <laughs> <laughs> jump us into this episode um just to just to clarify you know the surrounding information the, the stats yeah this episode originally aired on october 3rd 2013 with 4.42 million viewers which is down from 5.06 million from the first episode kind of hefty that's half a million people who watched the first half of the beatles episodes i was like yeah this ain't for me I'm done. Yeah. Um. I mean, that would make sense because, like, I guess this is the more experimental, like, Beatles. Oh, sure. Section. I wish, like, someone had had a drug trip. You know, yeah. something at least slightly interesting. There, there could have been like a Yoko sort of well situation. There is a moment where someone does kind of like lose touch with reality for a few seconds, but it's not. Oh, yeah, great. but like. But it's not it's it's not Beatles. It's not a Beatles reference. No. <laughs> um so it was written and directed by Ian Brennan. Okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh so, so we open the episode without a recap. I'm Hooray. hoping that recaps are just gone. That's Me the dream. Too. And I remember our past theory that the recap is like young Will hypothesizing. <laughs> yes. About yes. what his life will be like. Yes. Um, and now that Will's like sort of, I don't know, bowing out of the show a little bit, at least, um, you know, yeah. uh, dialogue wise. Yeah. After and... after leaving the show for half a season, his character is <laughs> finally like relegated to the background where he should have been the entire time. Where where like the main things he does are like, Sue, you're evil, or wow, guys, we really need to do the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. So we open the episode with Blaine uh, tootling away on the piano in the choir room, and Sam lying on top of it, uh, sort of, I don't know, hypothesizing about what it's like for gay dudes to get married, mm-hmm. um, and. Blaine's just like, I'm just happy he said yes. And then Sam sort of laments that his love life is garbage. <laughs> well, and more specifically, that he has to go to prom with Tina, someone yeah. he's not in love with. <laughs> he negs Tina the whole episode. It's he's, sort of mean. He's terrible. They're, they're all so awful. Like, oh, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. Tina's character like a, gets shit on a lot. There's like a so. part where he's like, he's like, oh, d- Tina, it, you're I, I'm you're so un you're not hot. Like I have to go to prom with somebody who's really not hot, and it's like you're mean. Like whatever, it's not. Nice. It's just not true. The nice thing is he doesn't actually say that to Tina's face. He just says That's it to true. Will later. But yeah. like, yeah. But um, still, uh, yeah. so Will goes into a whole speech about the Beatles and this like their experimental period or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he is thankfully interrupted by an announcement over the PA system by Principal Sue about Brundle Prom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, because you know how in the past they really made made sure to distinguish which prom was which, and um, also you know tell us which one was the junior one, which one was the senior one. They definitely had like a winter dance this year, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like in this episode, there's something. So it's Brundle prom. They're doing all of the yep. prom together. It's no distinction between juniors and seniors. But to be fair, that seems to have been the case in the past. Every anyway, yeah. um, every single. Yeah. every single moment um, when it's like yeah. did kurt get prom queen at junior prom or and and if so why is this because it a character what? brings it up later for yeah being a uh, big like deal. like who's been so. prom queen and it's like so was there not a senior one that year yeah it's hmm. yeah um but she also principal sue also announces the prom court so the the yes. nominations for prom king and queen um so the <laughs> The men who are announced, uh, we have Blaine and Artie, of course. Um, mm-hmm. We have a random character with an Islamic his, name. Yeah, his name is Muhammad Omar. And I was like, huh, that's progressive, McKinley. <laughs> well, later, um, later when Sue is actually like, an, like yeah, is she revealing calls him, him some like radical cleric or something. And it's yeah. like, can you be Ugh. chill for um, once? But yeah, Sue? and specifically the person who is not on prom court is sam um yeah well you forgot stoner brett um, oh yeah of course He's stoner brett there. is also nominated um gotta love that stoner brett is still here uh you know <laughs> He's probably been held back, so it's nice that he's getting recognition in his second senior year, probably um, yes, because he was in the he was in the same class as Kurt at one point. So that's true, but I think it might have been a language class, so maybe that was more true. Freeform. It was like a, it was a French class where Kurt was just like insulting him in French, right? Um, repeatedly <laughs> seems mean, Kurt, bully. Uh, and the Queen nominations are Kitty Wilde. We find out her last name is also, Wild. Also, also she she's points, a sophomore. Yeah, she points out that she's a sophomore, so that doesn't why, really make sense. Why? You know, like why? have I mean, these sort of inconsistencies that they immediately point out for like no real reason i mean this one know? is highlighted later in the episode I guess, so like i guess it's so that brie can like antagonize kitty but yeah. i feel like they could have done it a different way uh and we also find out that amy ryan who is a random cheerio is also nominated and another random cheerio jordan stern Neck brace Cheerio. She has yes. a name, and it's Jordan. Yes. Uh, and Tina Cohen Chang yeah. is also uh, nominated. Tina, after real uh, like learning this news, um, has a little like moment. I guess um, this she... is my moment to be bigger than Jesus. Yes. Um, she also turns down Sam for prom, um, and she leaves Will hanging for a high five. <laughs> High five. I would high five Tina for that. Um, so <laughs> Kitty announces that she's going to vote for Tina because she's a sophomore and it's not really her time. Um, yeah. And then Tina, in order to celebrate, starts singing Revolution. Um, and but- like everyone's like feeling it. Like, yes. <laughs> the, she's like, hit it. And the guitar boy, you know, does the riff or whatever. And we see like a shot of the Glee kids uh, with like Blaine going like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And but, yeah, Tina yeah. goes to sing. She gets like a line or two in, and then the school bell rings, and, and everyone the song just is over. Yeah, <laughs> the music All... is done. Everyone just sort of 
files out. <laughs> yeah, the, the musicians all immediately stop playing. Yeah. Uh, all the Glee kids, like, run out of the classroom. Especially, the best part that's highlighted, like, is, like, Jake and Marley are, like, looking over their shoulder as they run out of the room as Tina's like, come on! Like... Yeah. <laughs> Seems disrespectful, Glee. Um... <laughs> I don't, like, why is it a meme to shit on Tina? Like, the show shits know. on Tina, the storyline shits on Tina, characters within the show shit on Tina. It sucks. It does, but there, for some reason, like, especially on the second watch this time, like, it kind of, like, I was kind of feeling it. I was like, Glee, you're <laughs> kind of in your stride where you're just doing it. Like, this... <laughs> yeah, I, that's the, true. The one thing I would say about this episode is that everything that happens in this episode is, like, classic Glee. Yeah, they're feeling their Glee fantasy, for sure. (laughs) Yes. So we uh, go to the diner next, where Mm -hmm. Santana makes gay eye contact with a character we haven't met yet. Uh, Well, but it's also Demi Lovato. energy exchange. (laughs) Yes, it is Demi Lovato. Um, (laughs) It's blonde Demi Lovato, if that makes any difference to you, (laughs) listener. It doesn't really for me. Demi Lovato's amazing. Uh, and then we see Rachel whining about Fanny Bryce. Yep. And, um, she was like, I did it for other people. I did it so everyone at McKinley can know (laughs) (laughs) that we can be successful. And Santana's like, really, bitch? (laughs) And it's like, oh, actually, I booked a gig. Oh, okay. So this conversation is great because every time the other character isn't talking, like Santana and Rachel are both like, slightly containing their almost palpable hatred for what the other one is saying um <laughs> yes well yeah because so, it's great yeah because rachel is having like you said rachel has her little moment about how it's not really about her and santa's like uh-huh and then uh-huh. santana is like oh by the way i'm on a commercial and rachel's yeah. kind of like mm, 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 i'm you so don't happy say. for you but so let's talk about this. Santana is yes. on an ad for yes. Yeastistat. We see the rough cut. Yes. Even though it seems pretty like well cut. Um <laughs> I would see I could see that being on TV now. I, I would just expect like a little bit more um like that word blurb. Oh you know, yes, of course. At the end. Um don't use Yeastistat if you have a pregnancy, I don't know. <laughs> the pregnancy, um, but yeah. If you do- don't use yeast just out if you don't have a vulva or a vagina. Um, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so Santana booked this commercial. We get to see the rough cut, and it is for Yeastostat, which is a yeast infection medication that takes seven steps to use. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, um, fantastic yes no Uh the ad is amazing mostly like it's one of the best things glee has ever produced (laughs) yeah like they have the best part is like they have santana as like this like baker yeah she's like rolling dough yeah there's there's a part where she's like holding a basket of bagels that are obviously store-bought uh well and that's I, I did write down the line for that. Cause yeah, because so it caps off. It really caps off that moment where yes. she says, "I like yeast in my bagel, but what? What? But not in but, my muffin. That's yes. the one." <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> which doesn't make a lot of sense because muffins can use yeast in them. Well, uh, Maggie, the the muffin is referencing her vagina. I know. I I I caught that. <laughs> I um I did understand. <laughs> That 
Well, um, and, it's but, hilarious though. There's like a yeah. ribbon dancing part. There's like a part with like she's got like a bubble wand. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like frolicking across like a lawn. Like <laughs> yeah, like lawn frolicking. There's a part where she's on a like a swing, and there's a close up of her face as like she sort of like disassociates. Like, <laughs> Because that's over, that's um the, what, the shot under the line of, like, seven easy steps. And it's like, uh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, fuck, it's so good. Yeah, and to cap it all, like, my favorite little bit is the at bagel the bagel bite. At the, well, at the very end of it, like, it comes up with, like, the, the logo for Yeastestat. And in the background, Santana says, I'm free. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. There is a <laughs> there is a shot where she bites into one of these store-bought bagels like untoasted. Yes. It's like it's like a huge no. bite too. Like it's, so, it's amazing. Honestly, like the fact that they did this is so good. Oh. This is the content that I want Glee to make. Like sort of like self-aware but also funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like this is so ridiculous. It does like The best part is you're right also that I could imagine seeing this on TV, which is what makes it even better because like it's a parody of something that everyone dislikes and like that's that's the niche glee. That's what you need to be doing. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, the yeast is stack commercial. And I, the last note I have about this scene is Rachel is going to explode. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true though. She's so angry. You can tell that like she's seething with like jealous rage and it's so good. Yes. So the next scene is back at McKinley with Brie, the new head bitch Cheerio Mm -hmm. and her posse. Which is, uh, it has neck brace Cheerio in it, by the way. Right. Well, uh, that's, because that's the thing. This scene is Brie accosting Kitty for supporting yeah, she's Tina. she's like, did you know that Cheerios haven't won prom queen in the past three years? And it's like, you have three people nominated. Right. Why do you want the sophomore to win? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the big thing for me is I was like, aren't two Cheerios also up for, yeah. why aren't you supporting them? Uh, whatever. It's stupid. Yeah. She quotes like the direct line that kitty said about supporting tina yes um which it's like how did you how do you know that like yeah exactly like what uh, um and she's like don't you uh okay so the thing that i really noticed in this scene is her lip posturing oh yes uh <laughs> it is very particular sort of pursed maybe i just noticed it because there's so many close ups of yes. Bree's mouth well, also her eyes, like, there's just a lot, like, very intense close-ups of Brie it's, doing this, like, rant. It's great. It does convey intimidation. Like, yes. Yeah, I feel intimidated. Uh, yes. And it's, there is a transphobic line. Ugh. That sucks. But then it is sort of lightened up with some flying farts. <laughs> oh, my God. She says it? I don't give a flying fart. And the Cheerios don't give a flying fart about what... My favorite thing is that later in this episode, a different character uses the word fart in the place of fuck. Okay. What? That's happened a few times, though. Like, not the the fart thing, but, like, different characters saying the same line. Yes. That happens a couple times in this episode. It's weird. Uh, So, 
Now we're going to go back to the choir room where Will is talking to Sam, mm-hmm. who this is when he nags Tina and is like, Will, do you ever have to go to prom with someone who's not even hot? And then they turn you down, even though they're not hot. And, and then you have to go to prom all by yourself. And um, Will's just like, wow, sounds tough there, kid. And like touches <laughs> with Sam's shoulder. It's not good. Um, and then Sue arrives and is like, let me clear up the homosexual overtones of whatever was going on here. That's like what she says. That she I think yeah. I think the term she uses is homoerotic energy or something like that. Mm, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh and she um d- d- talks about vaccinations. She's gonna Yeah. Like impose mandatory vaccinations at McKinley because of illness related absences yeah this is when this is when we get another like self-aware glee joke it's like oh where are all your students yeah um there is also a joke so apparently she's making glee do it first and they have to get Mm -hmm. polio and meningitis vaccines um the polio one seems to be a really un like not great joke about Artie, and the meningitis one is because there was an la outbreak and mercedes visited from there they're trying to be topical yeah, um, uh, and the she calls Sam an imbecile, homeless teen drifter. Uh, well, <laughs> um, the the one that I really like is she she calls Will yes. busted timber fake, which love that one. Is so good, <laughs> busted <laughs> timber fake. I am your boss, and you will get this shot, or you will be fired. Yes. Um, th- okay, this is the first instance in this episode where Sue is like fact. There has been a meningitis outbreak in Lo- in Los Angeles. Fact: FDR had bad right. legs. Sure. Like, and this, and I was like, wait a second, that's Sam Evans's meme. Like he's oh, the one who does that. You're he's right. the one who's like, fact: the Warblers have these types of faces. <laughs> oh, fact: I see. the world's going to be destroyed because of how many people went to Mexico last year. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, huh. That is true. Weird, right? Yeah. And another character before the end of the episode will use this, like, fact meme-like line. It will happen. Okay. Um, So what are are you doing, Ian Brennan? (laughs) I mean, to be fair, he probably wrote the original ones, and he just likes it. Is this called, like, I don't know, is this, like, supposed to be good writing? To have characters all do the same thing? (laughs) To be fair, it is fun. I do like yeah, it. When I people, mean, it, yeah. it is like a fun sentence structure. I like when people present their arguments in fact structure, clearly <laughs> identifying the facts. Um, yeah. the, the Fact. Thing, Here's something that is not a fact. <laughs> the thing about this scene um, is it feels like Glee. It's like that typical pitfall that Glee has where they try to make a topical reference with a weird pseudo argument that really just seems to support the bad side because this (laughs) definitely is like oh anti-vaxxers are right schools should not be able to give mandatory vaccinations for polio like yeah okay yeah thanks Glee uh so now we're gonna go back to New York we find out that Rachel knows how to tune pianos because we (laughs) see her tuning a piano at Niata well Cassie July's classroom. <laughs> In the Niata classroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We haven't seen Cassie at all this season, and I'm sad. But let's yeah. move forward. Uh, so Kurt comes in and is like, Rachel, you need to have more self-worth so that you can be angry at your successful friend. <laughs> yeah, she, he, he, he accuses her of, quote, losing her mojo, which, mm-hmm. like... It's, Which is just a lead-in to the song. <laughs> yes, because they, they do get back, um, which is Oh, fine. I titled the song JoJo. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, the title of the song is Get Back, but it does reference the character JoJo, which is hence the Mojo reference. Sort oh. of sounds like Mojo? Wow. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about this is that the choreography involves a lot of all these side Piano characters movie. pushing yeah. pianos around. Um, Just, I, I titled them as fuzzy extras in my notes because they're, <laughs> they're never really in focus. <laughs> well, the the one time you can really kind of clearly see them is at the very end where you can see how sweaty they are for having run around the room <laughs> pushing these pianos the entire time. And clapping for Rachel, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, it's fine. It's a good performance. It always yeah, is. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that Kurt does some kicks. <laughs> They they drape themselves across pianos, you know the typical stuff. Uh, so now we're gonna go back to McKinley, where we see a character we don't know yet unsheathing a sausage. Um, that is not a innuendo. No, that is what she's doing. Um, and there is an extremely loud crash entry as she goes to like stab this sausage with a with a oh a syringe. D- to clarify. I don't know if you mentioned this. She, we're in the nurse's office, and she is oh, sure. dressed up as a nurse. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, she's not really dressed up as a nurse. She just has a, a like a tag. stethoscope yeah. and a name tag. Yes. Um, th- but the loud, loud crash entry. Can we talk about the sound design for that crash entry? Because it's too weird. Like, it's, I don't know what would have have fallen to have Sam make that noise to when he entered the room and not only that like penny does not react that's the nurse by the way she does not react to like there being a loud noise at all she's just like oh hello <laughs> that's that's a good point um there is it, it is weird because sam is like spying as she's like going it's to, to- it's to make him seem more quirky so that they'll yeah mesh that's true because they're both very quirky um i just i don't know it's so you're right. It doesn't make any sense because there's nothing that he would have fallen on to make no. that noise. And like, it's not like the floor is made of like aluminum <laughs> shards to like <laughs> like push together. It just, but I do really enjoy because the weird thing about this scene too is that this sausage that Penny has, it's not like just a sausage she went out and bought. It's like in a gift basket. She has like yeah. a gift basket that she got the sausage out of. I just, it's so weird. Like, you're, yeah, she's very quirky. It's, but it's supposed to be weird because they're <laughs> adorable. Um, and uh, Sam goes in there to get his vaccination, and Penny comes up to him and, like, ties a, like, a the blood rubber. restricting thing yeah. on his arm, yep. which is not a thing. Well, <laughs> with vaccinations but okay well it's um yeah we, we find out that she's a sophomore in college like yes just literally she, like an she, undergrad she's an undergrad and this is like her internship to get into nurses school and it's like wait what <laughs> um reed yeah, sue isn't and, paying her anything like <laughs> and and sam is like oh is that the needle that you just tried to stab that sausage with and she's like 
good eye. <laughs> well, and it's also like super bent because when like Sam did because the crash, of the sausage. yeah, it's like, oh my god! It's the other fun thing is she's trying to name because Sue is making her give this like polio and meningitis vaccine to the Glee Club. Yeah. She she's trying to name it, and the name that I like and the name that Sam also likes is meningiolio, um, which is like. <laughs> I'm going to give you a say. You can't refuse. <laughs> I, it's just a fun word to say. But yeah, yeah. it's effectively we're establishing this weird this weird situation where this sophomore in college, I wouldn't trust a sophomore in college to like do anything, no. much less maybe give um, maybe make me a, a very basic mixed drink. Yes. If I wanted something very strong. Yeah, if I wanted um, to black out, I would be like, "You can make me a drink." <laughs> Uh, so Tina is, Tina's in the next scene. We're still at McKinley. Um, Tina is being briefed by Dottie about prom polling data. Because that exists. This has always Um, been a thing, though. Everyone at McKinley has always had polling data for prom (laughs) court, even though that makes no sense. So, um, and... Dottie hands her her 3 p.m. cup of coffee, which, like, wow, that's co- late for coffee, Tina, but oh, more power for, to ya. It's for her bowel movements, Maggie. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> uh, and Tina's like, I told you, no caffeine until prom, and throws the coffee, like, at the feet of just pe- of Cheerios who are just standing in the hallway. Yep. Love that vibe. Uh, and, I don't know, Dottie is afraid <laughs> yeah um the the big thing that happens here is they the, there's an inconsistency in the numbers because kitty's poll numbers are way up um and they look up and there are just posters of kitty everywhere um like, but it's not kitty it's kitty's head on olivia munn's body yes um yeah and the, like all of the Glee Club come to confront her about them as they all stare at the posters. Yes. And Kitty's like, I didn't put these up. That's not even me. And uh, yeah, and nobody believes her. Right. And then she tears them down in a very Glee fashion. <laughs> yes. I, like I was saying earlier, like this is beat by beat. Just like if you had watched all of season one to season two and you're like, what are proms like? This is what you would think because this, yeah. is, this has happened like every time that we've had prom. Someone runs around ripping down prom posters. Like, totally. Somebody runs runs around ripping down prom posters and, with <laughs> the camera like zooming in and out yes. as they, <laughs> as they rip run them up. down. Yeah, exactly. Oh. oh, it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, now we're going to go back to New York where Santa, Santana and Danny are filling ketchup bottles together. Yes. Um, and there is the best interaction ever where Santana <laughs> is like, oh, did your parents realize you're going to be a lesbian by giving you a boy name? <laughs> Which like, wow, what a weird way to bring up like the are you gay question. Well, and it sounds um, like this is their first conversation outside of just yeah. making like eyes at each other. So yeah, <laughs> what a way to and, start. <laughs> and Danny's like, oh, I'm not a lesbian. And this is and Santana. There's a zoom like close up zoom of her face and she's like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) you just wear so much eyeliner (laughs) well and but it's so good because then Danny is like no I'm kidding I'm a lesbian I love lady parts (laughs) (laughs) um love that and 
then they share their gay pass, mm-hmm. basically. Well, they're scoping Danny... each other's exes, mostly. Yeah, because Danny got kicked out of her parents' house um, yeah. and had to move to New York alone, which um, I think would be a more compelling gay story to tell uh, <laughs> on the show rather than just have a character like reiterate it. Whatever. It's fine. Um, and... Santana is like, oh, well, I had a girlfriend, but she was bi, and I'm a little biphobic, so I had some problems with it. And uh, Danny is like, oh, well, I think you need a 100% sapphic goddess. <laughs> um, they're making extreme eye contact at this point, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, when I was writing notes, I had a real writer moment where I was like, Danny, Demi. Danny, Demi, and I was like, did they just name her this so that it was easier for people to like remember what her name was? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like. know. But um, yeah, this this conversation is great. And then Santana kind of like runs away. Um, yes. And then and Rachel stops yeah. her and is like, I felt some serious energy exchange over there. <laughs> kind of like corrals her because Santana is yes. incredibly nervous and it's yeah. so adorable. Like it's Santana amazing. is sort of bugging. Um, she's like, I have the, like stinky underboob sweat. Help! And Rachel's just like, Listen, Danny's gay and she likes you. She, you should just go ask her out. You need to do it. And um, then we get a little bit, I don't know, I don't like how biphobia is sort of like interwoven yeah. into this because like Santana is like, oh, I've just never been with like a full on lesbian before. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, um, that, there is, there is definitely some stuff here where it's like, it's clear that it was written by gay men. Um, yeah. Because they mentioned, uh, and it, yeah. But, Especially at the like the la- the final part of this storyline, yeah. like there's like one specific line that's like, come on yeah y'all um so yeah rachel's very supportive and it's very sweet and santana's extremely nervous and that's also amazing (laughs) yes um but then so we're gonna we're gonna cut into this real quick we're gonna move back to mckinley where blaine and Artie are talking to sam about his quote snake bite um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so blaine and Artie are in the hall and they're like oh we're picking up our tuxes do you want to come and sam's like oh no i have to go to the nurse's office so were they leaving in the middle of the day to go do that i guess they're seniors whatever (laughs) um and sam is like oh no i have a snake bite i have to go see the nurse and then blaine's like that looks like a human bite from a big mouth did you (laughs) did you bite your arm (laughs) well they they mentioned so apparently sam has a bit of an obsession with Penny because they mentioned that yeah. he's done this a couple times this week already of like having weird like not illnesses and excuses to go to the nurse's office. Yeah, um, they pl- they play the supportive Rachel Berry role here where they're yes. like, oh, well, you just need to like be honest with Penny and like ask her to dance with you when she's chaperoning at prom. Yes. Um, um, but then Sam yeah. does an extended Denzel impression that is not good. So, oh that's no, it's kind of really bad. Uh, well, at, f- at first, like Blaine's trying to be supportive and like build up his confidence by being like, oh, but you have a great personality. You're not like a radioactive meteoroid, because <laughs> that's what he calls himself. Yep. Um, and uh, he's like, you have all of your impressions and, and you have all of your impressions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And that that's when the terrible Denzel impression happens and they're both Artie and Blaine are just like nodding like yeah. It's so it's so long is the real crime here. It's, it's just so like long. please stop. 
<laughs> and it's like for multiple things. And it's yeah. just like, no, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so then uh, Blaine and Artie kind of like head their own way. And further down the <laughs> hallway, we see that a, like a jock like bumps into Kitty and caught, or no, not Kitty, no, um, Penny. Penny. Yeah. Bumps into Nurse Penny and causes her to drop a lot of stuff. So then this very adorably of course yes and this gets us into a a trippy beginning for something um which sam is the the main Sam. i i think it's amazing (laughs) um the hallway is like a dream sequence yeah Yeah, it's like a dream sequence serenade there's zooms there's like dramatic lighting in the hallway where there's like a, a spotlight on penny and a spotlight on sam and like wind Yes. As he floats down the hallway to like, it's so trippy. Go to her. <laughs> it's like the background like zooms behind him, and then the background zooms behind her. Like it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. just super trippy. <laughs> which, to be fair, matches it's the risky be. Beatles period. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be, and you know, I I really like Across the Universe. If you've seen that one, yes, it's like the yeah. the movie musical with the Beatles songs in it, and this definitely has like sort of that vibe. Yep. Uh, it, there's a so P- Nurse Penny is teaching a class, yes. I suppose, <laughs> um, about choking because that's what's written on the board, and uh, the Sam is singing all the while, and she like asks a question, and he's singing as he raises his hand and gets picked. And he goes up there and gets Heimlicked yes. and continues to sing. <laughs> With making oh the facial God. expressions of someone who is getting Heimlicked. Who it's... is getting Heimlicked. Well, and the... There's also like people yes. in the, like the other students just like, wow. Like, yeah. Because the... they're yeah. all the guys seem to be really into Penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's the note I had is apparently all the dudes at the school are into Penny. Which I guess kind of makes sense because she is like a bland white girl, um, and she's a sophomore in college. So I guess the age thing is ooh interesting, uh, but I don't know. I don't um, know either. There's a there's a line at the nurse in the next little like yes. <laughs> scene change, um, where Ryder and Jake are in front of Sam, and they are like backup for the song for mm-hmm. this part. Yep, and they all look through the window, like staring at Penny as she I don't know administers. I think it was just like a like a like a tongue, tongue depressor. depressor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, super, um, it's so weird. It's... I I think this is like the best showing of Ryder and Jake f- for a, f- for a long time. <laughs> At least, uh, definitely of Ryder, because um, he doesn't have any dialogue this episode. He's just yes. kind of like an enthusiastic, um, yes, like b- member of the group, yes, like singing. Um, so yeah, uh, and then there's a. D- uh, dancing bit on the auditorium stage where Penny is in this long white gown and her hair is really bouncy and they dance a bit and then she walks away and Sam is left alone. Yeah, it's and that's it. Yeah. Like you said, I think I think the it's really clear that they're going for an across the universe style like out of reality yeah. dream sequence and they nailed it. Like it very much is that. But it's fun too. Yeah. Like it's it's not really boring at all. It, and Sam does a good showing of being a soloist on the song too. It, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, so then we move into the next scene where so we're we're continuing with the Penny storyline here. Um, <laughs> Penny confesses 
a medical crime that she has committed. Um, yeah, she's been fired for incompetence um, because she put piss in a syringe and, and injected it into somebody, presumably. Yes, yes. Um, but so in response to this, Sam takes his pants off, bends over, and begs to be shot in the ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and she does it. Yep. <laughs> she's like, she's like, if I'm ever gonna get it right, it's gonna be now. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. <laughs> and um then sam runs to sue's office mm-hmm. um and uh like just like yo you have to keep nurse penny she shot me in the butt uh it was amazing and <laughs> and sue is like you need to put a pair of panties on your face <laughs> because oh i'm God. distracted by your talking moose knuckle of a mouth uh <laughs> terrible which is it's terrible. Um, she calls Penny Bumble McQuirky Poops. <laughs> just so um, on on point, really. Like it's just yeah, yeah. Definitely manic pixie dream girl sort of yep. vibes. And uh she is also Sue's new steroid hookup. <laughs> yeah, so. there's a reference to Mark McGuire. So timely. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Penny's going to keep her job because Sue, I think Sue has a line where she's like, I can really play with this one for a while. Like, what? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, mostly, I think Sue just wants the steroids. Yes. Sure. Now we go back to the McKinley hallway where we see Dottie wearing a sandwich board that has Tina's face on it and handing out flyers with Tina's face on them saying, vote for Tina. Don't be racist. If you don't vote for Tina, you're being racist. Like that's basically the, that is the gist. Yeah. And uh, Brie comes up to her and offers her a Cheerios spot for being a part of her. Well, dastardly plan for doing something. Like, literally not really described at all. Um, No. But, I mean, Dottie sees... But we we know it's going to be dastardly because it's Brie. Because of Brie. And also, Dottie does does admit that uh, it would be nice if Tina just hurried up and graduated. (laughs) Also, why is it Dottie's dream to be a Cheerio? Also, why is Dottie, like, Tina's personal slave? Like, that's never really... Addressed? No, it had, it's never been addressed. It was at the beginning of season four. Tina just had her. Right. Um, yeah. Like, there's yeah. a there's a lot of this that just I don't I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Dottie is Dottie's been here this whole time for this plotline, maybe. Maybe. Uh, and now we go to the graveyard shift at the diner in New York, mm-hmm. uh, where Rachel is looking through some sort of I don't know acting book. Yeah. It's like a a job a listing. Periodical. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, hot off the presses. And this is like a weird moment where Santana's like, what does that mean? And it's like, you know what that means. You're well read. What? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay. I agree. Because it was weird when I watched it. I was like, what? Like, how would you not know? But I think maybe in context, they're doing the graveyard shift. It's the end of the graveyard shift. So they've all been awake all night long. Maybe Santana's just a little fried. Maybe she's just like, what the fuck does that even mean? That's, Why do we keep using that's way that too term? Much, <laughs> way too much reaching. It's just like, it, it felt to me like sort of a millennial, like, smackdown. Right, which like, oh, doesn't make Prince sense. Oh, is dying. I'm sure, um, I'm sure at yeah. some point in the series, Santana has said the line hot off the presses. So, like, oh, fuck absolutely. off, Glee. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so Rachel is promising herself to audition for everything. She de- definitely has sort of a, um, I don't know, vindictive vibe. <laughs> Uh, as she is like, I'm going to be auditioning for this play for the deaf. <laughs> no, she, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely the like desperation job hunt vibe where she's just like, yeah, well, I'm going to audition for every single thing. So help that, help, help those people I'll- who told me they couldn't, <laughs> that I couldn't be Fanny Bryce. I'm going to do it anyway, kind of. Is one of them like bottom in Midsummer's Night's Dream? Because so- I think. I think Rachel would be amazing at that part. <laughs> I think I think I remember something like that. Um, just yeah. ima- like Rachel would have to wear like that fucking like donkey head <laughs> for for a good amount of the show. Oh, it'd be amazing. Yes. Um. So the, she's going to leave, and Santana's like, "Wait, you have to do this one job," and. Rachel's like, oh, well, I left work for you so that you could do it with the sapphic goddess. Wink. I'd be so pissed. (laughs) Rachel's a terrible coworker. She's always, like, checking her phone. She's, like, doing other shit and not doing, like, the jobs that she's been assigned. She's always stealing your table for the rich producer and actor who... Who's, who are hopefully going to tip. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, But then Danny is here with a guitar for no reason. And... Well, as Rachel's leaving, um, Santana's like, don't play Yentl le- le- uh, lesbian matchmaker. Yeah, and then, well, because then Rachel, like, on her way out has, like, the, like, Barbara Streisand affectation. Like, and she's also like, bye, Danny. And yeah. Danny's like, bye, Rachel. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah. But so. She's feeling, she's feeling it. She is. Um. She so then, got her mojo back. Danny. So then Santana's like, Danny, aren't you going to leave too? Ten minutes before the... Santana, what the fuck? But then Danny is like, no, I'm going to stay here and watch the sunrise. It's my favorite thing to do. And it's like, wow. I, I just... um, Yeah. Yeah. They have a very gay song. Yes. Together. <laughs> um... This is like as close to like probably as close as we're gonna get to lesbian sex on screen. Um, well, with Glee, so I mean, we did see after there, with yeah, there there has been some rubbing up of Fortana that has happened. Um, well, I was I was thinking about but, Quinn and Santana at the wedding. That's true. Um, with the the huge hair on Quinn's part. <laughs> yes, you know how lesbian sex works, where your hair suddenly yeah, gets very you just, full. You just ruffle, you just ruffle each other's hair until you come, and that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they sing "Here Comes the Sun." Yes. Um, and it's sort of like they're vocal flexing for each other. Yes. Um, it's cute though, and they walk home together as the sun rises, and they kiss. Well, and it's pure daylight. Yes. Also. Danny has the line, this is where I get off, which makes sense if you're on a train. <laughs> or makes sense if you're going to invite Santa in- Santana into your home. Right, to, exactly. That's, see, that, that, like, the, the best part about this is not only, like, here comes the sun, it's a good song, but it's also, fine. like, here comes the sun. Mm, right. <laughs> re- very, very sexual, like... All of it is very good. I love it. Their kiss is very chaste. Oh, that's, though, yeah. That they share. They have, like, a little peck. Uh, and now we're going to Brundle Prom. Mm-hmm. And we see the same, like, sort of glee trope with the prom pictures of yep. 
characters. Uh, it's happened basically at every single dance sequence. That's fine. Uh, we get one of like Will, one of Sue. Where's Emma? I don't know. Um, and there's like one of the Cheerio, the neck brace Cheerio alone. And then one with her with Bree's squad where she looks way more pissed off. Love that. Yep. Um, there's Dottie looking sorry. guilty. There's Tina with a ton of people we don't know. There's the Glee Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Um, and we hear Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band sung by the Glabies. Yes. Who do an okay job. My favorite part is, so it's Jake Ryder, Marty, or Marley, not Marty, Marley and Unique specifically, um, but they are the in full Sgt. Pepper cosplay. Like, y- Yeah, the- they're, they're really feeling the fantasy. They're wearing the whole getup, yep. very shiny outfits. Yeah. Uh, the one comment I would make is that Marley's has a belt and nobody else has a belt. Yeah. Um, if, if someone else was going to have a belt, it should be Unique, right? To- yeah. Uh, but- I, I, sorry, it pissed me off. No, that's fair. Um, I, yeah, I. In general, you probably didn't even see it. You probably, yeah. Well, uh, in general, this kind of pisses me off. Like, I'm I'm not pissed off about this specifically. I'm pissed off about the end of last season still because mm-hmm. like writer and uh, writers up there like doing his little thing. Yep, and, just singing with unique. And, like we have no hints of anything, and I. To be fair, I don't want that. I want it to be like this, where they just do the damn thing. But, like, ugh, it's stupid. It just reminds me of all the heinous shit that they decided to do last season. Um, so Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I guess Ian Brennan is just like, I don't want to deal with that, so I'm not, I'm not going, going to. to. Yeah, which, again, <laughs> back to the whole writer's room of Glee, like, probably wasn't a fan to begin with. So, here we are. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. we see Penny and Sam chat mm-hmm. as well. And uh, as the song ends, Sam is like, oh, well, it's your responsibility as a nurse to dance with me because I'm the one most likely to get hurt on the dance floor. And she's <laughs> like, huh, okay. And they go dance. Yeah. Um, my favorite part about that is they have a little moment at the beginning of their chat where Penny is like, were you faking all those injuries this week? And I'm like, you're a fucking nurse, supposedly. Like, fuck off. She's sort of a moron. Um, <laughs> but she is, to be fair, yeah. it it is adorable. They go out to dance together, <laughs> like, oh. But um, we also have a moment where Brie checks in with Dottie about yes. a carry plan, a plan to a plan to carry Tina, which I said to yeah. I said out loud to Chris, and Chris was like, "What?" Before, and then when the moment actually happens, he's like, "Oh my god, they're carrying her!" And I was like, "Really? Yeah, bitch, really." <laughs> but to be fair, he thought I meant like C A R R Y, and he yeah, was yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." But uh, we, we uh, yeah. so here's the thing: Dottie is trying to back out of the plan by saying she has a viol like a viola lesson, uh, yeah, lesson. <laughs> <laughs> during prom uh and uh brie is just like fact <laughs> you, you she does this yes you uh, wet the bed until seventh grade um how does she know that also that's yeah like, that's that's a little spooky um i don't know Bree's kind of like all-knowing in a creepy way because she knew word for word exactly what kitty said in the choir room maybe maybe kitty has like as a chaos goddess has lost like, and, and like Brie is ascending to be the new chaos god. Maybe being like the head bitch of the Cheerios makes you the chaos goddess. Like, gives you more power. Um, I, 
that would be the case with Quinn. Yeah. Except she sort of turned that chaos on herself. That's for the true. Most part. Yeah, maybe maybe that was a sacrifice. Mm. Maybe that was Quinn's sacrifice to the world is that she instead of bringing chaos upon the world just brought she brought chaos it to herself. Upon herself. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah, Sue is reading the nominees up on stage. Yep. She does not have a sort of Figgins gross line at the beginning, which is amazing. Yep. It's just kind of right into business. We've and all the nominees are there behind the stage. This is when she says that um, like Islamophobic thing. Well, and yeah. she also. She also doesn't know anyone's names, I guess, because she calls them all, like, mostly offensive things. Like, yeah. So, you know, classic Sue, I guess. we find out that Stoner Brett and Tina have been crowned as prom royalty. Yes. And this is, I have a note here, Kitty's hair looks terrible. It looks really bad, by the way. You don't like Kitty's Um, dress? And... No, I, her dress is fine. Her hair looks oh, okay. bad. Yeah, her hair is really bad. Uh, it's like bump it, but huge, but it's <laughs> she, just it's ugly. She it does, looks dry and frizzy. She does kind of look like a toddler in a tiara. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we see Brett's friends just going nuts yes. <laughs> in the. Uh, <laughs> They're like, Stoner Brett, yeah! Like, screaming Stoner Brett. Love that. Well, and um, this whole this whole sequence is in slow motion also to, like, yes. capture the moment, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, as Tina is getting crowned, Kitty is sort of, like, ushering the other people off the stage. Yes. In, like, a kind of weird Vanna White moment. And um, then she clocks what's going on. She sees the bucket... An extremely long rope. Yes. Going. And guess who's on the other end? It's Dottie. Mm-hmm. And in that bucket, it's Slushy. Yep. Of course. Yep. And Kitty, like, looks there, looks at Bree, looks at the bucket, looks at Dottie, looks at Tina, <laughs> looks at Bree. <laughs> yeah, no. My favorite part about this is in watching it, I was expecting for, like, Kitty to, like, you know, classic prom thing, like, when they reference Carrie, you have someone else realize what's about to happen and then, like, run over and, like, push the person out of the way and get slushy, or, like, in this case, get slushy themselves. But no, Kitty just looks at all of this and is just kind of like, no! And then says, no! <laughs> um, there is some inconsistency in a cut where we see the bucket of slushy um, multiple times yes. from above, and then it changes consistency for the shot where it tips over to fall on Tina. Yes, um, like changes color, changes like viscosity. Yes, it. Come on, it is very much like it is so blood looking um, when it's actually on Tina. And it's mm-hmm. horrible. Um, this is yeah. the harshest slushying yet. Yeah, probably ever. I'd hope. Well, um, I mean the the one out of the shower is still pretty bad. Yeah, the one out of the shower is bad, and that was Tina too. <laughs> yeah, God, fuck. <laughs> this this show's so mean to Tina. Um, and <laughs> so she gets slushied. Uh, there's slushy all over her roses. Yep. Slushy all over her. It's very sad. Um, and. Then the bucket falls and hits Brett, yes. which is direct reference to Carrie. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the her date gets hit with the bucket, 
Um, and I wouldn't be opposed to like Tina setting this entire jam ablaze. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was when Chris and I were watching it. Uh, Chris was like, yeah. Uh, or just like, yeah, oh yeah, this uh, all carry. And I was like, I wish, I wish she just locked the doors and like r- psychically ripped everyone apart. That would be great. Um, <laughs> cause Brie, like in, I guess in homage, Brie starts the laughter that always happens when but someone gets carried. Also, yeah. There's like a bug eye effect. Yeah. Like, this is the weird bit. This is the only reference I feel like there is to the Tina in the sky with diamonds title of the episode because yeah. yeah she does because we see Bree's laughing face with these like weird hexagonal like crystals rotating around the screen and then yeah the- and then we also see stoner brett's friends but they're not laughing and pointing at tina they're yelling stoner brett like right you can see the mouth movement <laughs> and on top of it we have tina's audio from earlier in the episode where she was like I'm gonna be bigger this is than my Jesus. To be bigger than Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, weird. So I mean, in the Carrie movie, like I was reading the I was reading the synopsis just so I could get everything right, mm-hmm. and it says that Carrie like hallucinates that people are laughing at her. So, but but Tina's not. No, like because there's like a, a a wider shot. Yeah. Um, that isn't like from Tina's perspective where people all like are pointing and laughing yes which like what the fuck who would do that i mean like you see somebody get slushied yeah brie starts it and it's because brie is intent like brie is behind all of this yeah She's- it's her plan yeah. but like if you if you see someone get carried i do not think your reaction would be to point and laugh i don't think so i either. think it would be like stunned silence until you are incinerated yes um but yeah so in <laughs> Until you get ripped apart and (laughs) you can't escape. Um, But yeah, so Tina runs off, of course, as one does um, when they are covered in red goop. So then we we move to the Glee room where... Oh, the New Direction, like, those folks, like, file out and run after her. Yeah, Um, because we're in the Glee room. Uh, Tina is obviously crying her eyes out and the glee club arrives to comfort her and offer to help her get out get back out there and show those people and what be she can that do. girl yeah uh which th- there's a lot of like talk of like oh i'm not that girl i was never that girl oh go be that girl what the fuck does that even mean like it's not even these words don't mean anything no it's it's stupid to just it's lazy writing also yeah um it, it's also like and a, like exact replica of the same pep talk Blaine gave to Kurt when Kurt <laughs> ran out after yes! getting prom queen. So like Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah. Um and yeah, so they uh they're gonna help Tina, they're gonna get her a different dress. Yep. Kitty's gonna give her hers. And instead of like showering no. which they have the capability to do here at <laughs> no. a school with showers in it, um they just sort of like I don't know, ladies in waiting, like, wipe her down? Yes. No, to be fair, though, it is kind of amazing that, like, Marley, Unique, and Kitty all take her behind a, a sheet that just happened to a be sh- there. Yeah, and then, a screen. And as they all, like, take a towel and just, like, wipe all of the juices off of Tina. And it's like, what? Because <laughs> in later There's scenes... The part where, like, Marley is holding her hand yes. and, like, stroking her arm with a towel. Yes. And the the thing is, later scenes like Tina is pristine. Like, yeah, this is a- b- b- 
different makeup also. (laughs) Like, there's no way that you didn't actually shower. But the main reason they did it this way is so that they can sing, hey, Jude. so she can be clean by the second verse. Yeah, exactly. Um... The the other note that I had is, so like you're saying, she uses Kitty's dress, this like nice pink number, um, but she gets, so when she got, when she got crowned queen, she had these white, white roses that were in like this big, like sideways bouquet. And once she comes out in Kitty's dress, Ryder hands her an exact replica of those roses, except they are pink. Are we supposed to believe that they were stained by slushy okay. of the same flowers? That was my question. I want to believe that. I don't. I. I can't quite get there. But though. it's not physically possible. No, it's just it can't be that. <laughs> can't. But like, what? What if it was though? What if slushy could stain white roses to make them pink, even though the slushy was Whatever. like vibrant red? Like, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so. I don't know if we mentioned Blaine is singing Hey Jude yeah. to like comfort Tina. Uh, Kitty is like sort of accompanying, accompanying, and then they all join in. And they all sing mm-hmm. uh, as they march down the hallway back into the gym so that Tina can claim her space. Um, and yeah. Blaine is like wailing in the crowd. Yes, <laughs> it's like the part, that, like near the end of the song with all the. You know, with all the yeah. sort of whaley bits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's really feeling it. And yeah. uh, Tina goes up there and screams, long live prom. Which, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to me that, like, people in this Glee Club have been historically, like, bullied and yes. uh, shat on at prom. So... Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess Rachel Berry did win. Um, yes, that's true. Because of trickery. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the main thing that I thought that was weird about this is there's a bit where they're in the hallway, like you said, marching to prom, but then they all break into yeah. a run in slow motion to get yeah. back to prom. And I'm just like... I really, part of me is hoping that this isn't a thing for the season, but part of me feels like it is a thing for the season. We're, we're just going to have a lot of that. Like, they all march down what? the hallway and Marching then and running run and... down. Yeah, yeah. So, eh. It's fine. It's it's to show their togetherness. Sure, you know? yeah. That they're a unit, the, even though there's only eight of them. The slow uh, pan across all of their faces so we can distinguish which parts each person <laughs> is singing. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I sort of like that though. Yes. <laughs> um okay. So now we're going to see Ross and Bree in Sue's office. We it, this is the next day or some other day presumably. Yeah. And uh Ross has brought Bree in here by her ear. I no, think. it's by her hair, I'm pretty sure. Like Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. Still, um, it's good. And Sue was like, who is this? (laughs) Who are you? You'd think I'd remember a black Cheerio. We don't have a lot of them. Oh, my God. And um, then Roz is like, you need to show that pulling hilarious top-notch pranks has consequences. (laughs) And so then, (laughs) It's a longer speech, though, where she's like, that part where the slushy hit that girl, hilarious. And then the bucket came down and knocked the stoner kid on the head, amazing. (laughs) Yes. Um, So then, like, there's a moment where Sue just kind of stares Bree down, and then Sue announces that Bree is the new Cheerios captain, which She's not the Cheerios 
like teach her anymore, so I don't know how she can Whatever. make. Whatever. But uh, and she's also she's also buying her a lacar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which both Roz and Brie are like, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because she needs. Um, she plans to send Brie after New Directions as a villain to motivate them to win nationals, right? Uh, because Glee needs a villain to succeed right is her premise and she's like oh and they don't see me as a villain anymore since i sang on stage and planned in plaid pajamas with them yes <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i don't know whatever i i sort of like that brie and sue are conspiring yes it, it's nice that we yeah. have like instead of just having someone who's like awful for no reason although for the at the same token like Brie is kind of awful for no reason, but at least there's oh, it's fine. more reason now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And Sue is like, I want you to do something so dastardly, so di- diabolical, <laughs> that they'll, they'll have to wet their pants every time they think of it. Like, something like that. Um, yes. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. So now we going, we're going back to New York. Where Santana has an extremely large box of yeast to stat because she didn't read her contract well enough, and it turns out that she's only getting yeast to stat as payment for the commercials. Yes. Uh, and then we see Kurt in the same little diner outfit. Uh, yes. Because he's working there too. Yay! They all are wearing matching outfits and working at a diner together. Much more approachable than when they're hanging around their bougie loft or like hanging around Niata. Yes. Uh, um, Rachel has the yeah. verbatim line. I feel like I'm on Smash season one. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, and. <laughs> That's sort of shady to smash, honestly, because they didn't. They they might have gotten a season two, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, and Santana sort of sums up where they all are at. Yes. <laughs> right now, she's like, "Oh well, Rachel has her confidence at a million. Kurt's getting married, and I have someone who won't stray for penis." Ugh. Not a great, not a great like, thing to say. Like, do we need biphobia just sort of sprinkled throughout this episode? No. 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 Um, then Kurt makes them all make a pledge to stay in New York, New York City for two years, which is bizarre. Yeah. Just the weirdest thing to like, say. Why? Like, why are you, what? <laughs> it feels so contrived and it feels so much like they're trying to set up this idea that's like, oh, by the end of two years. Like, like it just feels like we're going to get an epilogue at the end of season six. It's like, two yeah. years later. Um, <laughs> so, And um, this is also when we find out that Vogue does not pay. Right. Kurt. <laughs> or at least not enough for him to start a Madonna cover band. Um, so how... How does he schedule out his day? Like, how much of his day is dedicated to Niada? How much of is it to Vogue? How much to this diner? How much to this fucking cover band? Like, what is his... I don't know. His schedule is packed. I just don't under... It's overwhelming to think about it. Yes. Okay. So, uh, then Rachel has to go service a guy. Like, Gun- Gunther is like, oh, <laughs> That's go... Like the is- worst way of saying anything. <laughs> There's a, there's a guy at this table. You need to go do the the waitress thing. Yes. And Rachel's like, got it. Goes over there. 
And I'm going to call him producer Whole Cake now. <laughs> so she calls him Mr. Campion or something like that. But Cham- I like Cam- Campion Champion. I like I like director Whole Cake. That's pretty good. Um, And because he's like, do you serve whole cakes, Rachel? And Rachel's like, I guess. Is, is this a sexual thing? <laughs> you just want a cake? And the guy's like, yeah, um, I want a cake, but you're going to have to write something on it. You'll need to write, Rachel Berry, you are Fanny Bryce. Um, I don't think they have big enough cakes which for is that. Like, it's also the most like assholery way yes. to just tell someone yes. that they got a part. And Rachel bugs, obviously. Yes, she loses like, it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Ah, I got Fanny. And then like just starts running around. Um, and everyone's very happy for her. Mm-hmm. Well, yay. And the best part is right at the very end of this, she has a. There's also like cheering sound effects in the diner, by the way. Right. Like, yeah, like loud crowd cheering. What? Well, supposedly, isn't this like a diner where everyone is trying to get on Broadway or something? Yes, but like, there's not that many people in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but th- there's a moment right at the very end where she's like, "I get to finally take this thing off," and it's like, you were just excited about the fact that you were all working at the same diner. Like, okay. Cool, I guess. Like, <laughs> whatever. Um, but instead... Then we go yeah. back to the loft yes. to sing Let It Be. Yes. Uh, they pop champagne, which Danny must have bought for them. I was going to say, I, I noted <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're singing Let It Be. It's Kurt, Santana, Danny, and Rachel. Um, but they're also underage drinking. Because if you'll recall, <laughs> Kurt, Santana, and Rachel are definitely all under 21. So... <laughs> hilarious um and they they drink and they sing and they're all there's like you know the looks that they have when they sing to each other like ha, 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 we look like we could be in a yeastestead commercial <laughs> i like yeast in my bagel but not in my muffin not in my muffin uh, and then we go to McKinley for part of the song as well. They're all singing it together. Yeah. Uh, and I know I've said that McKinley looks like they're, like, New Directions look like they're in a cult before. Oh but um, well, this is the cultiest <laughs> they have ever looked. I mean, the full white might give it a run for its money. But, like, the the ladies of Glee are all wearing those, like, flowy, hippie, like, Ponchos. Yeah, they look there at like a like a summer wedding for their cult leader. <laughs> yes, that's what they look like. It's like if, and the way they're they're sort of like spread out, like already in the center of them, just yes. like sort of with his hands out, and it's like what it what is this? <laughs> yeah, because um, like the dudes are wearing like various colors of polyester like suits. pastel suits, <laughs> like it's so weird. Oh, it's great. It's uh. Yeah, Way to cap off and the Beatles Will, episode for sure. Yeah, we get shots of Will in the audience, like, be like, huh, yeah. Like, self-congratulatory. We're, we're you definitely know. not going to sing this at Nationals. <laughs> Even though it sounds good. And we have costumes. Yeah. Uh, and then we also get a shot at the loft of the fours heads together as they sing um yes. and i was like drugs are they doing drugs no they're just drinking well, got it i mean um, they're doing a drug of sorts a drug i guess yeah um but it is a very yeah so that's it's a very classic lsd pose where like everyone puts their heads yeah. together and everyone's just like oh my god stares you see at the it? ceiling <laughs> yeah yeah uh so that's the episode beatles part two it is finished yes so maggie 
I think the only thing we have left to do is the podcast business. Business. Podcast. It's the podcast business. business. Mary Mother Teresa podcast business. Business. Podcast business. But, but it's a, a metaphor. metaphor. And metaphors are, are important. important. Gold stars are important. Because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for, for me being a star. Uh, now we're going to do it. So first we're going to do gold stars, where we award a gold star to a person who deserves it from the episode. I don't know who I'm going to give mine to. Sure. Yet. Okay. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> who do you got? Yeah. yeah. Um, I ended up picking Kitty. Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do like... One, I like the part where she rips down posters, like I said, just really struck a note with me. Um, But, like, she does seem... It seems like we are moving into this last arc of Kitty's character where she's, like, a fine person now. Like, she's not terrible most of the time. Um, But I liked her being terrible, (laughs) except for, like, the white supremacy bits. Right. You know. And the transphobia and, uh, you know, the other terrible thing. But, like, yeah, I mean... I mostly just liked it when she did bad things to Artie, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, uh. <laughs> I, I like her in this episode. She's really supportive of Tina. Um, she's really, you know, I, I like that she gives her her dress and there's that whole thing. It just, it feels nice. So, I picked her. I'm going to give my gold star to Rachel and Santana. Oh, nice. Splitting it for them. Yep. Uh, I just really love all of their interactions this episode. I thought they were great. Uh, and I am tempted to give it to Danny as well, but she is sort of just like, um, I don't know, like a lesbian placeholder yes. at this point. <laughs> yes. Doesn't have a lot of character. No. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. And now we're going to do best number. Sure. We have a few numbers to choose from. All Beatles ones, of course. Mm-hmm. They didn't even sing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, by the way. <laughs> uh, Real oversight. Uh, we start off with Revolution. Sure, all, it's just all like two the lines. Just like the first few lines, yep. but... Uh, get Back, saying with the pianos at Niata, mm-hmm. something. Yep. Uh, then we have Here Comes the Sun, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Hey Jude, and then Let It Be. Yeah. There you go. I'm choosing... Wait, you should go first, because... Um, you did gold star first. I picked Here Comes the Sun for the lesbian moment. Let's just... Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I I think that's a good reason to pick it. And I'm picking something. Okay. For being seemingly like the most artistically thought out sure. number of the episode. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun to watch. And now we're going to do the the other part of the podcast business. Slushy. Yes. We're not going to carry slushy anyone. No. Um seems mean yeah uh brie yeah and uh we're gonna just slushy the episode what do you think sam i okay hear me out i want to give this episode no slushies um i'm i'm with you yeah though it's so good like this is literally like it's weird because this is effectively what i wanted glee to be all the time is kind Mm -hmm. of kind of bizarre we have some weird stuff going on with like the like student nurse that doesn't know how to do anything and like yep we have a gay storyline yep we have that's actively happening we have the terrible ripoff of carrie which like sucks but at least it's like kind of plot relevant and like ends up going pretty well you know rachel gets fanny yep 
Uh, that's a good conclusion to the episode. We don't get any sort of stupid cliffhanger. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I th- Overall, I'm, I'm very pleased. Yeah, honestly, like, I feel like it was just a good episode of Glee. And I guess, to be fair, I feel like part of it might also be that next episode is the quarterback. So I'm just kind of holding on to whatever I can get it's- at this point. It's gonna be rough. I'm sure of it. I've never watched it. Yep. Um, I'm probably gonna watch it today, right after we w- uh, finish recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really looking forward to talking about it because I'm worried we're gonna, I don't know, be offensive. Be offensive without meaning to be. Uh, I mean, I think first off, yeah. like we just need to acknowledge that it is like a true tragedy. Um, yeah. That Cory Monteith passed, and that like these people all loved him, and like. Yeah. It it's it is really sad. Um, Honestly, let let's yeah. let's save this for next week because like this episode is great. I really enjoyed this episode of Glee. I think it really highlights like even though it does some of the shitty things where Glee like makes fun of itself, and you're like, well, you could have just not done bad things in the first place. Um, and it has you like with the with the kitty being like, oh, but I'm a sophomore, right. so it's like, so don't have kitty be. A nominee. Well, and, you can still do the Brie plotline. And, and also the fact that, like, the other two nominees for Prom Queen were Cheerios. Cheerios. <laughs> like, that's just kind of glossed over. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It, it was fun. And I had a good time. Um, Just a quick question, Maggie. Do you think this episode or the first episode was the better Beatles episode, since we had two of them? I think, like... Beatles wise, like the numbers wise, the first one was better music. Okay, sure. Um, but this one was better plot. Yeah, I think so too. The, the first one had a lot of that stuff with like Kitty and Artie, which not a fan of. Um... Yeah, the Kitty and Artie stuff was fucking stupid. But the um, <laughs> the, the like bombastic numbers were great. Yeah, like Drive you know? in the Carnival was super fun. Yeah, yeah, the the carnival one, and then the like pep band number that Klain sings when they get back together, and then like the the big um, engagement number. Yeah, the big engagement number. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, unsurprisingly, like you said at the beginning of the episode, Glee taking advantage of a band that was able to write music that was very generic <laughs> and applicable to a lot of things, really, really played in its favor. Um. But yeah, I think that's everything for this week. Um, yes. As always, you can reach us on social media, Twitter at SNMHateGlee or email SNMHateGlee at gmail.com, uh, just like Audrey did. And you can let us know what you think about the show, about our our weird headcanons, about... What do you think is going on with Brie? Tell, tell me. Is Brie a different kind of magical creature? Is this like Cheerios head bitch chaos energy? Does, does that have anything? Yeah. Um, help us, help yeah. us flesh that out, because... Man, we put so much energy into Blaine, really, <laughs> honestly. Um, and then, <laughs> well, Brittany too. Oh, of course. But now she's not a member of the show anymore. <laughs> She'll be back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, you can also find us on Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/SNMHakeley, or just search Sam and Maggie Hakeley. Um, we push a uh, majority of the donations that we receive through there to good causes, like the Trans Law Center. Um, because the world sucks. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and with that conclusion, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Speaking of the world sucking, we'll be back next week with season five, episode three, the quarterback. Uh, but until then I've been Sam. 
and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. From the top. Ha <laughs> <laughs>